Welcome to Monsters, Madness, and Magic. We would like to offer thanks to all you heretics and maniacs for your continued support and encourage you to visit our website at monstersmadnessandmagic.com to stay up to date on all the dark dealings within the Sanctuary of the Strange. We can also be found slithering our way into your nearest social media platforms. Be sure to follow Monsters, Madness, and Magic on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. If you enjoy the show and would like to unlock Patreon-exclusive content, consider subscribing at patreon.com forward slash Monsters Madness Magic. Enjoy the show. <laughs> Greetings, boils and ghouls. This is your comrade, the Crypt Keeper, here, reporting dead from the sanctuary of the strange. Tonight's macabre myth is a fright-filled feature, one overflowing with monsters, madness, and magic. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Monsters, Madness, and Magic podcast, everyone. I'm Jason, joined today by Angelique and Mitch. We've got a hell of a show for you guys today. We're joined by Roger Black and Waco O'Gwen, the masterminds behind Brickleberry and Paradise P. These are two of the most hilarious shows ever written, in my opinion, the latter of which has a new season debuting on Netflix March 12th. Roger, Waco, Robbie, Delbert, how the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing pretty good, I reckon. Yeah, we're doing all right. Hanging in there. Great, yeah, great. Bobby Bodine, you can say that too. We always the same two characters on every show. Yeah, yeah. You guys have a whole lot of different recurring characters. It's hard to keep track of them. But yeah, uh, that's fun. That, that's the most fun part about doing an animated show is getting to be in it. Yeah, I bet. So, what was the catalyst that got you guys into the entertainment? Not knowing what else to do with our lives, I guess we had no <laughs> idea what the hell we wanted to do. And I think we were both, you know, grew up comedy fans and kind of had a dream of doing something. You know, we started off doing sketch comedy in Athens, Georgia. And then, uh, yeah, it just kind of started getting bigger and, and one thing led to another. And we got very lucky. And uh, here we are. That's pretty awesome. Just coming, me, like all of us are from the South ourselves. Like me and Mitch are from North Augusta. Oh, South wow. Carolina. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm uh, in Middle Georgia. So yeah. Uh, oh wow. Waco, tell them <laughs> where you're from. I'm from Lakeland, Georgia, and you guys probably never heard of it. I have. Really? I'm from I'm, Soperton. Oh, I'm sorry. See, I was <laughs> I was actually gonna ask. Uh, you know, growing up in Georgia, did that have any influence on the uh, the townsfolk of Paradise? Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I kind of figured we were watching that, and I was like, "Ooh, this feels familiar." Yeah, I don't think we could have written these shows if we hadn't grown up in the South. Like like Brickleberry, we had a character 
uh, firecracker gym and he owned a fireworks stand and <laughs> there's an actual guy in South Carolina right across the border because you know uh, fireworks are illegal in Georgia but you can buy them in South Carolina right yep. across the, the line <laughs> so I guess the guy was smoking and he, he blew up himself in the in the fireworks stand so he doesn't have any arms yeah so <laughs> mm. <laughs> based on him so he put him right in the show <laughs> and my my brother's nickname was possum cod that's where yes. i guess <laughs> waco's from south georgia i'm from north georgia so it's like swamp deliverance yeah <laughs> oh yeah Over the whole state <laughs> well yeah you got a point there Man. best of both worlds like lakeland still doesn't have red lights i mean that's what kind of town it is lord it oh wow they had no football team till like maybe five years ago like growing up yeah no football team tiny tiny t- I don't even, it, it was, I've been there down there with you once before. It's near Tifton, right? Well, it's closer to Valdosta. Valdosta. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's about 50 minutes. But yeah, if we were to see a movie, we had to go to Valdosta. <laughs> we had a bit, one video store. So that was, <laughs> that was a tr- Sounds like you're living in Dougal County over there, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of uh, where you grew up in uh, North Georgia, Dana Snyder is a voice actor on Paradise PD. He voices Hobson and uh, Dusty, correct? That's right. That's All right. right. And uh, he, his character, Hobson, it's very similar to another character that he plays on a show that's rather similar to Paradise PD, Squidbillies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if that was intentional or was that just all Dana? Uh, that was Dana. He came in to do another part. He came in to do Dusty. It absolutely blew us away. And a lot of times when actors come in, they just try other roles just to see. But normally, you know, you're not going to put one on a, on, you're normally only play one of the main cast. But when Dana started doing this old guy in a voice, it was so funny. Uh, yeah, so that was that was Dana. He just pulled that out. As he came into audition for Dusty and just kind of pulled that one out. We're like, wow, okay. <laughs> he was, uh, he's just he's really funny. Yeah, we love working with. Oh him. man, yeah, he's on he's on a new sci-fi show that we're working on right now. Yeah, for Netflix. So yeah, I was gonna ask you guys, what else do you guys have in the pipeline other than this new season of Paradise PD? We have a brand new show uh, that we just finished writing for Netflix called Farzar. And it's a futuristic sci-fi show. So we've Sweet. always always want to do a sci-fi show. We actually pitched this to Netflix before Paradise. That this we wanted Farzar to be our follow-up to Brickleberry because we wanted to do something different. But uh, at the time, Netflix just wasn't really interested in doing sci-fi, and they wanted something a little closer to Brickleberry. So that's how we ended up with Paradise PD. But yeah, we had this one just sitting on the shelf, and we had to kind of redevelop it and change it. Um, it's been years since we pitched it, but but yeah. We had we got what's called an overall deal, and uh, they wanted more stuff from us. So yeah, we pitched them Farzar, and this time they're like, "Let's do it." So we just finished uh, writing ten episodes of that. And this is a sci-fi and also comedy. Yeah, yeah, great, great, awesome! I can't wait to see that. It's gonna be that uh, Um, animated as well. Yeah. Now does does the animated format does that kind of make it a little bit easier to? I, I don't even know if I would say push the envelope, but just kind of just be more brash and offensive. Oh, absolutely. You couldn't do our shows in live action. We would all be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> it would be over for everybody involved, probably. Yeah. One of the jokes that uh, I've got a little sister and she's she's special needs. And the joke about uh, pretending to have Down syndrome and biting squirrels, I just absolutely lost it at. And I feel like that you can get away with that in cartoons, but if that had just been like live action, it'd have been like, wow, that's kind of, <laughs> yeah. I think the animated format, cause I mean, you, uh, 
the Roger, you were on you were on a uh, Stern, correct? Right. Yeah. So I imagine, especially nowadays, it would be harder to do the you know the yucko, the kind of shock value stuff you can do if it wasn't animated. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a completely different. Yeah, like you're saying, like um, animation, like doesn't like necessarily make it better, but it makes it a little softer and makes it you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you guys could have ever done the no, not my dick episode <laughs> in like real life. That was one of the most honest and real thirty minutes of television I've ever seen. Loved every minute of. It. Yeah, that was uh, a lot of people's favorite episode, you know. And uh, we don't do it, you know. We we try to keep it pretty light, and even when we are doing social commentary, we try to keep it somewhat light. But it was fun to be able to, to do something like that, and and people kind of got what we were saying and, and didn't didn't get offended by it because I think we can all agree the media does inflame things and does have a part in you know kind of turning people against each other, and that was really all we were trying to say with the episode. Yeah, I absolutely. Like you got that point across very well too. Yeah. I mean, I'm your show. Like, there's a lot of raunchiness and irreverence to it, but there's like. Like you said, you don't go into social commentary very much, but when you do, it's always very, it's not like a very on the nose thing. It's very subtle. Well, it's not necessarily subtle. That's the wrong word, but it's, it's not preachy. Us over the head yeah, 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 yeah. It's not yeah. preachy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the main thing we try to stay away from is any kind of preachiness because I, I think people watch TV and Netflix or whatever to escape and just feel good, not to be yelled at or talk down to or or to be preached at or whatever they just want to have a good time so that's our number one but yeah it, it is definitely fun to uh put some kind of you know social commentary in in pop culture stuff every now and then what's uh what's the writer's room like i'm curious uh, well, for the past <laughs> 10 months it's been on zoom exclusively <laughs> it is not fun on zoom <laughs> <laughs> you got like 12 people all trying to talk at once no oh, you no, yeah. you bet you're on mute yeah. go, oh, man. go ahead Oh man, it's, it's not all that much fun in person either, but it's better than on Zoom. <laughs> in theory, you'd think it'd be fun, and it definitely is fun sometimes. But uh, you know, we've been doing these 20 episodes back to back. We used to do on Brickleberry, we'd do 10 or maybe 13, and then on Paradise Season One, we did 10, and that's fine. But then when they stack up 20 and you go straight through that, you start losing your mind, as you guys will see when you see these back 12. That you know what's about to come out is the end of twenty, and yeah, it's just like some of that stuff is so weird we couldn't even put it in the pilot. <laughs> like it's just like in, insanity on the screen. Speaking <laughs> of like weirdness and like what you can and can't put in the show, have like you guys ever had any sort of standards and practice people tell you like no, you're not putting that in and. We've also heard from quite a few different creatives that working with Netflix is a pretty, it's a pretty fulfilling partnership. And I was wondering what you guys thought of that as well. Netflix is great. Hey, Roger, do you remember that thing that Comedy Central made us cut out? Yes. Are you talking about the the hemorrhoid Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said we, we could put Jesus's face on a hemorrhoid. You know, like you see Jesus's face in like water stains and burnt toast and stuff like that. We had it on a hemorrhoid and they said, okay. They finally relented. They say, okay, you can have Jesus's face on the hemorrhoid. You just can't crucify him on popsicle sticks. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> That's where they drew the line. Yeah. They're like, no. <laughs> but the, the thing about Netflix is they don't have a S&P department. So we kind of got to decide, you know, just us. Do we want to do this or not? Now, we sometimes, can do this. 
Yeah. Yeah. We can pretty much do anything on Netflix. And sometimes the executives go, hey, that's a little rough. So we pull it back. But but as far as like a legal kind of department to tell us what we can and can't do, they don't even exist at Netflix. Yeah. So you have a lot more freedom, definitely. That's awesome. But has there ever been a time where a voice actor's looked at a particular line and just been like, guys, I'm not? Yeah, it's happened. (laughs) (laughs) We we definitely have some voice actors like Tom Kenny, like you can't find, (laughs) he he won't say. He'll say anything you write. And his thing is like, look, I don't care. I'll just tell people you guys wrote it. I'm just I'm just here doing my job. But then we definitely had some of the look at the line because, you know, we obviously push things and we always write a bunch of alts, too, that are even worse than the actual line. So <laughs> it's happened a few times. They were like, what is this shit? And then they're probably right, too. You know, like, yeah, we don't need it too much. We, we have to depend on other people to tell us, you know, what we should or shouldn't do a lot of times. <laughs> well, I mean, you made the right decision so far. Uh, the crossover episode between Brickleberry and Paradise PD was great. Are there any other crossovers planned with any other animated shows, be they from Netflix or other networks? Well, I think eventually we, I'm I'm sure we're going to end up doing a crossover between Paradise PD and Farzar at some point. We're already thinking about that. And that's going to be a lot easier than the Brickleberry crossover because Fox, now Disney owns Brickleberry so it was a huge months long hassle between lawyers and everything to get that those rights worked out. And it almost didn't happen. Like we were already writing it and it almost fell apart. And we had, we were like, this is going to be great. And we were really stressed out that it wouldn't happen, but somehow it all came together. We're really happy with it. But, uh, but I'm sure the next one we do is going to be between paradise. And if it works. Yeah. Y'all think about that. Like Bobby Poffin cause is a Disney Prince right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I guess I shouldn't be shocked, but it's pretty, it's kind of shocking to me that Disney haven't come up off that IP yet. Like, it just doesn't seem to fit with it. Like yeah. I'd buy it. <laughs> uh, I'd maybe kick in a hundred bucks for it. <laughs> but in the weird thing is in other countries, I think Canada, I don't know where else, Brickleberry is on Disney Plus. You have to buy an extra oh, package wow. called Stars. And I've yeah. seen screen caps from Canadians. And I see the Disney Plus logo and then Brickleberry. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I mean, it's it's really <laughs> unbelievable that that's even a thing. Wow. So, it's pretty wild. Some people would shit a brick bag. here in America. Oh, they would. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't guess they'll ever be on here because we have Hulu and it's, it's on Hulu. From what we hear, like people watch it like crazy on Hulu, just on the same people, just on, on repeat. They just keep watching it over and over. That's what I've done. I've just put it in the background. Like I, I've noticed little things like in the very last episode of the second season, the bomb factory and in parentheses, not Sony pictures. Yeah. I love that. That, yeah. that, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how was it uh, working with Cedric uh, of Reno 911 fame? Uh, oh, he's great. He's hilarious. And he can do a lot of different voices and stuff, too. He, he's just, uh, I mean, you can tell he's just got such a rich comedy background because he just makes everything funnier. And, uh, yeah, there's this character that he has, like, an alter ego this season that he has to kind of, he has, he's kind of, like, in witness protect, protection. So he has to act like this guy named Bean Stinkwater, who's, like, a prop comic. And the voice <laughs> he does for that, so funny. Oh, man. He's got a song he has to sing anytime he comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
man yeah it's like it's like all of our cast members are so talented and they've got like elastic vocal cords because they can do you know just about anything you know and like gray griffin she's on just about any any show you turn on animated show she's on tom kenny same as same as the rest of them yeah yeah you guys is voice cast have just always been absolutely top notch so major kudos for that uh roger how did uh working with sturm prime you for the rest of your career like up to paradise pd uh it definitely helped get the word out of for our sketch comedy show that got picked up by mtv2 which led to us getting a a a large at a larger agency to get other ideas and pilots written to get shopped out so it definitely he definitely helped us out with our careers. He owe a lot to him. And Howard toughened you up to get you ready for those those studio notes. Yes. <laughs> because sitting in that studio is the toughest room in Hollywood. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they attack their guests. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you guys have a favorite episode and why? Man, I don't know. There's so many. And there's so many that, that haven't even come out yet. I think from for, for this new season, I think my favorite is the first one because it's one of the strangest things we've ever done. And I'm just wondering if people are even going to make it past the first episode. <laughs> I mean, this is a monster show. So this is yeah. kind of a monster, the first episode. Yeah, yeah. we get a monster coming out of the first episode. <laughs> is it is it more intimidating than Dobby? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> but, you know, people were bummed out when, when Dobby got blown. But uh, it's, it's hard to pick between episodes because you, you like different things about them. Roger, what do you think? Do you have a favorite? Um, out of this coming season? Yeah, I like the first episode, uh, obvious reasons. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we do a carnival episode too. Yeah. yeah Bobby and uh, Robbie and Delbert start a carnival. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and you pretty much just can pull from any North Georgia carnival. And uh, Rickleberry, <laughs> I, I always really like, you know, Squabbits. Is, yeah. Uh, People that that little character resonated with people. Like we see so many people getting tattoos of a squabbit. It's crazy. People getting that that little thing put on their bodies forever. <laughs> that was kind of our our gremlin monster. Yeah. Episode. Or yeah. you know, trouble with tribbles, kind of Star Trek kind of too. Yeah. Little thing gets out of control and multiplies. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to go back and watch that one because that's one that's right up my alley and I can't quite place it. But speaking of Brickleberry, what was the road like to getting that show on the air? Because I can't imagine it being pretty easy with the way it's written. Yeah, that took took years to get that show. It that's it Brickleberry started off as a live action show. We wrote the pilot. It was supposed to be live action, but there was so much insanity in it. They were like, first of all, nobody's going to produce this. Second, it's going to cost $10 million an episode. You guys should make it animated. So it was our one of the executives' idea to even try to make it animated. So we're like, cool. So we went back in and rewrote it, made it even crazier. And then that's what we ended up with. And we sold it to Fox as a pilot. And, and we're like, look, this show is crazy. We, it can never go on Fox. And the executives told us, like, don't tone it down. Let us pull you back. You guys write whatever you want. And so we went insane. And then the president of Fox, like, freaked out when he saw it. He's like, I can't hear this. And we like, we told you guys this is going to happen. So, but luckily we got to take it out and shop it around. And we had it sold to Adult Swim. They wanted 10. And Tosh wasn't involved at Fox. We got him involved to take it out to the other network. 
And then, and then once Adult Swim wanted it, Comedy Central didn't want to kind of lose their golden goose and Tosh. So then they came around and I, you know, they wanted, but it, it took like a solid year just to get the pilot, the nine minute pilot presentation animated because we had to just rewrite the script over and they were just making us rewrite it, rewrite it, rewrite it, a long process. And we both went broke doing it. <laughs> oh man. No money coming in during that time at all. Yeah, because when you're developing, you're not getting a check. You don't get paid. <laughs> Exactly. Right. You get paid once for like three yeah. years. What was it like uh, working with Tosh? He's cool. You know, he uh, he definitely was a lot cooler once the show came out and, and people didn't hate it and it was somewhat of a success. Once that happened, he just let us, he basically even stopped giving us notes and like, yeah, you guys know. But before that, he had no idea if we knew what we were doing. So he was very nervous because he was on top. He had the number one show on Comedy Central above everybody. And he didn't want us to like ruin his uh, reputation. But, uh, but yeah, he was cool. He came out and did the crossover and he said, if we ever do more Brickleberry, he'll be there to do it with us. Mm-hmm. Right on. That's great. Yeah, we yeah, would we, love, we'd to, do love to do a Brickleberry movie or something like, cause we feel like, you know, after we were canceled, like that we still had more stories to tell with those. Cause we love the cast. We love, you know, the characters and everything. We'd yeah. love to do a movie. Someday. That's why we did the crossover. It's like, you know, oh, it's so great to, to hear all these voices again and see all these characters, you know, that we invested so much of our lives in you know yeah and the comic book you know the yeah we had those all those ideas for the comic book were supposed to be season four brickleberry that's what we were planning to do for season four if if we'd gotten picked up so you guys there's there's a brickleberry comic or it was coming or no there is a four for four issue uh comic series oh wow i did not know that i'm going to have to add that to my card as soon as this is over. Yeah, it yeah. comes out right after. It starts, it picks up right after the finale of Brickleberry. That's it's called, awesome. It's Brickleberry Armageddon. Yeah. Like, Moo. Cool, cool, <laughs> cool, cool. Judging uh, by Mr. Black's backdrop, I can't say I'm surprised that there's a comic either. <laughs> Roger had fun on that comic book. It was good because we basically did it for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Brickleberry and Paradise PD, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but it's like as shows they seem to wear their inspiration on their sleeve. And I was just wondering, like, what are some of the kind of lesser known inspirations that you guys have that people may not know about for these shows? Well, my father-in-law is a park ranger, and that's sort of how Brickleberry came out to begin with. Uh, Roger at my wedding, Roger kept making fun of him and call him a tree cop and all that. And <laughs> I mean, we thought he was laughing it off, but then Roger just kept doing it as he, as he tends to do, especially if he's drinking. Uh, <laughs> and so it just, it came to a head like my, in my final, his name, Woody, he grabs Roger by the thumb and he has this like pressure point park ranger hold and almost broke Roger's thumb at the wedding and made him <laughs> fall down on the floor and stuff. <laughs> and then we would just laugh about how mad he would get about being made fun of for being a park ranger. It's take it, taking his job way too serious. Yeah. And that ended up just, that's why we're like, let's do a park ranger show. Cause we're, you know, you're always looking for something that hasn't been done or hasn't been done a lot. Yeah. So it stands out because these executives get pitched so many things. Yeah. Constantly. So you just want to be able to stand out with an idea they remember. Yeah. And, you know, some say it's cliche, you know, to say, you know, write what you know, but sometimes it, it works out that way because, yeah. I mean, I definitely, the success speaks for itself. And speaking of the success and the writing, the writing around the success, I know you guys said you don't have much of a writer's room now, but when you did, 
were you guys stone sober writing this show or <laughs> did you guys pass around like a favorite libation or herbal supplement? Like, I'm just curious. I think the Seth Rogen uh, school does not work for us. <laughs> no. <laughs> you just don't, you don't get much done. <laughs> you just don't get anything done. And it's, you know, it's a ton. There's so much to do, you know, with 10 episodes, three stories per episode in like, dozens of jokes in every episode it's just a ton of work so but it, it definitely turns out better when you are having fun and there's not a lot of pressure on, but i mean we needed drugs on brickleberry because i mean we both almost we both almost had nervous breakdowns several times doing that show i mean the schedule on that was so tight and it was just like uh, we thought we we're gonna die <laughs> yeah <laughs> just trying to hit our deadlines I imagine the deadlines and going broke, that's enough to send anybody to do him damn. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, as far as questions from me goes, that's about it. Uh, Mitch, Angelique, do you guys have any? I see uh, Roger's wearing a, a creep show hat over there. Yeah. What are uh, some of your favorite horror movies? Oh, man. I, I love anything John Carpenter. I love... Uh... Gosh, I love all the Friday 13th series. Jason X even, you know, I like that one too. See, that was the first one that I saw. So, you know, uh, there's some nostalgia in me that's like, well, it's not that bad of a movie. Like, come on. <laughs> Just see Uber Jason, guys. Jason like, in space? <laughs> I think the kills in that one are really underappreciated. Yeah, yeah. The, the liquid nitrogen smashes. Yeah, sticks out of my mind to this day. Perfect. Yeah. Wake and I were actually, speaking of horror, uh, we were in... The Walking Dead. There you go. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Our buddy uh, works on the show and allowed us to be walkers on there. And I was a huge fan of the comic, naturally, and I loved the, the series. So I was yeah, happy I to say. I just needed $120. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we, we always try to, you know, we have a few monster kind of episodes, like the Squabbis we were talking about. It's like... um. You know, kind of like an homage to Gremlins or Tribbles or something like that. We have a Bigfoot episode in Brickleberry. Um, in Paradise, you know, we have all the mutants and everything. And yeah, coming out this season. Like, yeah. half the town's mutants now. Yeah. After the, after the nuclear blast. Oh, and in Farzar, we were doing, like, a, like an alien homage. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, a whole episode. Yeah, we watched the trilogy again, man, and. And played the game. What was that? What is that alien game we played? Isolation. Yeah. That oh, good. that's a great one. Oh, yeah. man. If you, I, I tried to play that with headphones. Forget it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's terrifying. Good way to put you in the perspective. You're like, oh, I, I feel like I really might be fucked here. All right. <laughs> uh, speaking of whoring, you guys at shows. Um, what do you guys have? Like a favorite horror cartoon that you pull inspiration from? Like a uh, Maybe a heavy metal inspired type thing, something like that, or because the cartoon. The excuse me, I'm sorry, I didn't catch. Not, I, I definitely love that cartoon. Well, and, uh, a that, lot of that. you guys is like your monster designs are very reminiscent of a more old school, like Stan Winston type design. Yeah, and yeah. I like that a lot. It's very yeah. cool. Yeah, I was our, just our character designers like really into that whole era and everything and like Farzar is going to be kind of like you know like that pulp comic kind of 50s kind of plan nine kind of monsters and stuff like that and yeah definitely doing retro sci-fi so we you know we don't want it to be a cookie cutter there's so many sci-fi shows out. 
animated shows. Like a very pulpy type yeah, sci-fi. B-movie type vibe. Right, yeah. right, right. Like a Flash Gordon. That kind Little of Green show. Men kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah nice. the designs on the new show are incredible. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, I if you guys don't have anything to add, uh, Farzar's coming soon. A uh, new season of Paradise PD starts March 12th on Netflix. Waco, Roger, thank you guys so much. Uh, we really appreciate it. Cool. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, guys. It was a pleasure. All right. Yeah. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.